thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts. And today we are actually at our third week and we'll be talking about Joseph. But last week, if you were here, we talked about Mary. Mary, the chosen one who would carry Jesus in her womb. She was the virgin birth. Diba? Siya lang po yung nangyari sa kanya yon, And the prophecy came to pass through her life. And Pastor Ryan was very, uh, he was emphasizing that what you need to know about Mary's life is we may have plans. But don't let your plans intervene with God's purpose. Yan po ang sinabi ni Pastor Ryan last week. And today, before we get into the life of Joseph, I want to share with you of course, my family, yan. We're husband and wife. My wife is here. Her name's Pam. We've, we've been married. Tawa Did I say her name is Pam? Hindi Pam? Sorry. Her name is Pam. Yan. Sorry. Medyo nagmamadali po ako. I've been married for seven years already. We've uh, lived in Cebu for quite some time. And we went back here in Manila 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And this was a picture of my graduation, of our graduation, ni Pastor Joash. I remember this was November 22, and I was looking at the milestones while preparing for this preaching. And uh, the first day of my joining full-time ministry was in August 31. That was a Monday. I'll never forget that day. But before I came into school, of course, there was a decision point where I said, Lord, use me, I will go into full-time ministry. And that was around last year. It was last year was also the time around October I got promoted. I got into a different department from marketing. Now they brought me to sales. I was with a, not the number one selling cement. Yeah, I was working for a, selling, uh, a cement company back then. I was with them for three years. And when people would tell me, you know, I think you should consider, you should pray about getting into full-time ministry, before, probably three years ago, I was just, no, probably it's not me. Maybe you're just looking at a different perspective of me. Because I couldn't imagine myself getting into full-time ministry. I think yung face ko is really more for show business. Not for, for yan. So comedy po ang linya ko talaga. So really, I, I really didn't picture it. And of course, tayo, I'm, I'm sure you guys agree. When God asked me to do something, like, you know, when he asked me, with, when he gave a word that you're being called to ministry, alam niyo yun, yung, Lord, eh bakit pa ako pinayagan ma-promote? Bakit? What, I'll just leave? What, what is this for? Now you, now you blessed me. I know it's from you. I know that you have given me the talent to prosper and to, to be excellent here in my corporate life. Why now would you ask me to leave that? So this was the battle that I had for a year and a half. It was not really a debate, but it was, it was really a time of waiting for me and my wife. One of the things that we believe in is we need to be united in everything that we do, in major decisions in our life. So if you guys are married, I know uh, we're just married for seven years and we don't have kids yet. But really, the heart of God is about the unity of the family. And if you're husband and wife, it's very important that you are united. And in this season, our unity was not at the same time. It was either me first, Lord, yes, go. And then Pam also had some hesitations. 
I, we experienced this so many times, even when we went back from Cebu to Manila. And I think this was the time that we went through a crossroad. It was either give up everything that we knew what was secure in life. Lord, I can build a career here. I can volunteer naman po on Saturday and Sunday. Pwede naman na after Friday, I'll make sure I give more time to you. Or maybe I can start a small group in the office. This is the battle in my mind because for me, I had to give up what I knew then was security for something that I wasn't sure of. Something that I didn't see. Something actually that didn't make sense to me at that time. And this was the crossroad that I was going through. And tayo, diba, when we get to a crossroad, either we run to friends or someone older than us. We run to a Ninong. Ninong Jawash! Ano bang gagawin ko? Re-resign na ba ako? Or should I stay? Should I? I was thinking, on the logical side of it, ganito po ako mag-isip, sa company namin, I need to stay at least five years. So that if I resign, I get something. Alam niyo yan, di ba? For a multinational company, I'm sure you know this, that when you resign, but if you reach a certain number of years, you'll get something more than your back pay. And I was waiting for that five years. Sabi ko, sige, I'll wait for five years. But there was a battle within me. Sabi niya, de, God impressed to me that it was about time for me to go. And there was so many uncertainties. You know, yesterday I was talking to a... Uh, one of our uh, youth, oh, sorry, last Friday I was talking to one of our youth uh, ministries, or youth, uh, how do you call it? Campus missionaries, sorry. I was talking to one of our campus missionaries. And you know, diba, pag Christmas, it's full of reunions. And the reunions that we go to are not only the family, not only the office, but really with the high school and college friends. So sabi niya sa akin, Kuya, alam mo, weird ha? iba na. Last year, ang discussion naming mga, ano, mga friends ko was about uh, where to go. Ano yung fate goal ko? I will go to Boracay. I will go to Europe. I will go to the US. Alam mo, Kuya, this year, ito na po ang pinag-uusapan namin. Bakit hanggang ngayon single pa din ako? And this was a girl who's 25 years old. Sabi ko, bata pa naman kayo ha? But the pressure was there. So sabi ko, ano yung discussion? Should I open an account in Tinder? Sabi ko, ano ba yung Tinder? Meron ako niyan. Akala ko kasi yung Tinder was similar to <laughs> Facebook or uh, Instagram or Multiply. Kasi yung sa akin, Multiply pa rin eh. So if you want to follow me, may nagpo-follow ba sa parang wala. <laughs> Alright, so I didn't know that Tinder pala was a dating app. So sabi ko, okay, so what's the dilemma? Parang feeling nila kasi there's no one... Uh, no, no one available to talk to. So feeling nila, they will do something now. So for them, it may be as simple as opening a Tinder account or just waiting. Maybe it was just that, though. But for some of us, it gets, actually, it gets more complicated. For people who are in relationships, if you're not yet married, you're in a relationship that probably gets very dis- dysfunctional and distracting. And you know it's not good for you. And sometimes it comes to a point, Lord, should I stay in this relationship? And God is probably telling you, I think you should break it off. But you would say, Hindi, Lord, antayin ko na lang siyang mag-give up sa akin. I will just show her a miserable life and then mag-give up na siya sa akin. Maybe it's that. Maybe if you're married right now and, and probably the crossroad that you have right now, even in this season of the year, even in Christmas, you're, you don't know what to do. It's either you guys want to buy something next year or you probably you want to migrate. 
these are the topics that I've been hearing. Alam mo, I'm just waiting for January. In January, I will decide to migrate to the US. Or probably now Canada, if they don't like the president there. These are the crossroads that they go through. It's easy to decide, but really, doing it is another thing. And whenever we go through these crossroads, we pray to God and, Lord, give us direction. Sometimes, God gives us an answer which is not part of the left and the right that we know. God gives us an alternative that doesn't make sense to us. And today, I want to talk about that. Today, I want to talk about obedience. And this we can see through the life of Joseph, the husband of Mary, or the one engaged to Mary during that time. Alright, so are you guys ready for the story? Before we go to the verse, Joseph was between 13 to 20 years old. They got married early. He was a carpenter. Out of the five professions during that time in, uh, in the Jewish culture, out of the five professions that they highly regard, one would be a carpenter. Being a carpenter doesn't mean you're rich, but being a carpenter, they take care of you in the community. Okay. Next, we learn that Joseph is also engaged. What does that mean? Betrothed in, their, in those terms. Being engaged before what not, was not just between the, the male and the female or the guy and the girl. Being engaged actually was a different thing in their culture. Being engaged was similar to, let's say, Pastor Joash was engaged to her now wife, Ethel. And they know that, okay, the community would decide, the elders would say, oh, Joash has three siblings. So three parents, five. Probably his relatives would be around 30 who's close to him. Ethel now has three, four. There are four in the family. Four siblings plus mom and dad. And now they have an extended family of 50. So 80 plus friends, 100. The elders, this is what they would do. Oh, guys. Ang, ang wedding ni Ethel and ni Pastor Joash would probably be around 100 guests. How much does he need to make that wedding happen? Compute nila yung pabalik. And then now they go to Joash, the carpenter, and they would say, Joash, the carpenter and slash pastor, these are the projects that you need for you to be able to raise the money for your wedding. Asarap maging engaged during that time, no? Kasi they were involved. Ngayon kasi when you're engaged, you're engaged. <laughs> Ang gagawin mo, meron kang save the date. Ibig sabihin nun, save up for the gift. Yeah, yung mga ibig sabihin nun, save the date. So, yan. So, ngayon, in their culture, being engaged was actually a community. And this is where we start the story. Okay? In Matthew, we start the story in Matthew 18. Matthew 1, verse 18. It says here, Now, the birth of Jesus took place this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. She was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Joseph, 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 buntis ako, pero hindi ko ang ama. What would you feel? I mean, if you're a guy here, now that you're married and all, or even if you're single, try to picture it. What if your fiancé that time would go to you and say, by the way, I'm pregnant. What would you feel? I remember this story about the elephant and the, 
rabbit. So the elephant was a guy and then the rabbit was a girl. They were friends. Nakita po sila halfway. Tumalon po yung rabbit sa tenga. Laki naman ng tenga ng elephant. So may binulong siya. Pagkabulong niya, hinimitay po yung elephant. Ano kaya yung binulong nung rabbit? Alam niyo na ba? Sabi niya, buntis ako, ikaw ang ama. Yeah. So, it's something that is crazy. Alam mo yun, pinaghandaan mo yung wedding mo. Kinuha mo na yung mga ninong mo. Kinuha mo si uh, Chinkitan, Ryan Tan, sino pa ba yung mga? Isitan. Yan, kinuha. Parang bentang-benta pero yung mga tan jokes dito. Okay, so kinuha mo na lahat ng ninong. What goes to your mind now when your fiancé tells you that she's pregnant and you're not the father? What would you feel? Probably lost, angry, bitter, violent. Probably you would, alam mo yun, basuntokin mo yung pader, fits of rage. You would feel betrayed. You would feel something that would really bring out a green monster in you. Tama ba yun? And you know, I want to share this part. This took place this way. What does that mean? The first Christmas was actually a stressful one. The first Christmas took place this way. It was about being betrayed. It was about a season of, you know, tension, inis, asar. And this was the first Christmas. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you, you feel, ah, de, ang Christmas, ano yan eh? It's about gifts, it's about giving, ninong, ninang, being a blessing. But here you are, you drag yourself to church on a Sunday because you're going through something and it's the worst time to go through it because it's Christmas. This was what Joseph was going through. So ngayon, Joseph, his new status, of course, complicated. And loved, hurt, and prayed. Ano po sa Tagalog yan? Nagmahal, nasaktan, nagdasal. Okay. Eh, medyo kumukunin yung mga... Tinitingnan ko kasi kung younger kayong crowd. Or... Kanina sa five. Grabe. Walang tumawa. Okay. As we continue the story of Joseph... In verse 19, let's see how he reacted. It says here, And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to her, resolved to divorce her quietly. Being a just man during those days was being the man of, uh, a man of law. Meaning, hindi papayag yan ng hindi tama. Right? Wrong? Punishment if you're wrong. Reward if it's right. And during that time, if you are a just man, the right thing to do was drag Mary to the court, tell them what she did, try her, and she will be punished. Ano tingin yung punishment of what Mary did? Is it lifetime imprisonment? Is it two days in... Is it being bashed in the internet? The punishment during those times was actually being stoned. Stoned to death. And that is a picture of a just man in that Jewish culture. But again, you will see, Joseph was unwilling to put her to shame. He was also compassionate. He didn't think about what he, but, but him, he wasn't thinking about only of himself. He wasn't thinking about 
the rage or the anger or the frustration that he was going through. But he was actually thinking about Mary and what she was going through. This was the type of man Joseph was. And if you're single right here, especially for the women, look for a guy like Joseph. Look for a guy like Joseph that will not just be angry for what you've done. Or, you know, look for a guy who would actually think of what you're going through. Look for a guy like that. And if you're married, there's tension in our marriages. That's for sure. But always have that compassion. Never forget what your wife is feeling. As we continue, in verse 20, here's what happens next. But as he considered these things, as he considered these things, as he he considered these things, Joseph was actually thinking. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but whenever you read the Bible, even check who's speaking, is it being narrated? I'm not sure if you got this, but since the start of the story in verse 18 until now, Joseph never said anything. He was quiet. He didn't say anything. What does that mean? He had to process the issue first. He was thinking. He, wasn't, he didn't decide because he felt the rage. He was actually thinking about what to do. That's the type of man Joseph was. All right? He was silent. And now, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Whenever the word behold comes out in the Bible, it means there's something that's going to happen. It means that God is intervening. It means that something great is about to happen. And it happened here in verse 20. As you continue the verse, verse 22, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him, call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Again and again, for the past three weeks, We've been talking about this. And I would like to once again emphasize that we need to realize our life is part of a bigger story. Your actions, no matter how small it is, no matter how big it is, whatever that is, your actions is part of a bigger story. It's not only about us. It affects our siblings. It affects our family. It affects our future children. It affects generations to come. If you think about it, how Joseph reacted and even Mary reacted is still affected. It it has affected every one of us. Our decisions and our actions are not only for us, but it actually gets gets to different generations. And what happens to the story? It says here in verse 24, when Joseph woke from sleep, yeah, natutulog po si Joseph, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, meaning there was no intimacy yet. Knew her not, she had given birth until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. And what do we learn here? 
Joseph's obedience was immediate and complete. Joseph's obedience was, yes, go. After the dream, when he woke up, go, I will do that. Because you said, Lord, you said, and I will do that. Why do you think it was immediate? And why do you think it was complete? Was the message of the angel, angel uh, clear? Was the message of the angel, uh, did it make sense? Honestly, if you ask me, if an angel talked to me and he said that word, that that, that son will be the savior, it still wouldn't make sense in my mind. Because probably if it was me, I would still think about the issue that I have with Mary. But why do you think, and this is my question, why do you think Joseph was able to obey immediately and completely? You know why? Because Joseph's obedience, he was trusting not the instruction. He wasn't trusting the instruction. But he trusted the one who gave the instruction. Joseph, Joseph's obedience was because of the person who gave the command. It was being sure that the person who gave the command, I can trust. In Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says here, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. You know what? Most of the time when we need to make a decision, we always use, which is not bad, we always use what? What is Logical, common sense. We use our experiences. We use our connections. We use what works for us. We always use the things that will make sure that the future is protected. We know what will happen. We're not creatures of not seeing the future. We have a hard time grasping things that we're not sure of. That's why whenever we decide, we always tend to use our logic. We always tend to use what we've tried and tested. But here in this perspective, what God is saying is, there are things that you will never understand. There are things that only God can understand because He is the Alpha and the Omega. We're just in between. He knows what will happen tomorrow. He knows what, what's best for you. Sometimes we think that this is the thing that's best for us. But really, God knows what's best for you. And now we can never understand. But there's one thing that we can be sure of. That we can trust in God's wisdom. As I end my testimony, I just want to continue the story that I started. The day that we decided and said, Lord, use us. I resigned from work. Took us some time. I resigned from work. Even though... I wasn't sure of what would happen to us. And honestly, I just want to share with you that probably the major concern would be finances. It was uh, somewhat a pay cut for me and my wife. And to be honest, it wasn't easy. But I just got reminded, we were talking about this, Pastor Josh and I were talking about this. I got reminded that we are people of God and we do not walk by sight. But we walk by faith. We just do it because we trust in Him. Three weeks ago, right after the graduation, or probably two weeks ago, I got a call from the office and saying, you know, you can get your last paycheck. And when I got my last paycheck, since I've told you a while ago, I've been with them for only three years, it was 
I was actually expecting just my back pay of the last month that they withheld. And for some reason, when I got the check and when they asked me to receive it, it was an amount that I never, honestly, I never really expected that. And I knew at that moment, God was assuring me that He would take care of me and my, and my wife. He would take care of the future. That that act of obedience and saying, Lord, use me, He will take care of the rest. He answered the one thing that we hesitated on. And that promotion that I was talking about, the promotion that transferred me from one department to another had given me a different perspective of the company. And now, where I am now, that's the training that I needed to where I am here in Victory Green Hills. Our obedience to God, it happens when we learn to trust in God and in His wisdom. I want to say it again. Our obedience to God happens when we learn to trust God and His wisdom. Just like a doctor, you have a massive headache and he gives you a tablet. Doesn't say anything. He'll just tell you, drink it, you'll feel better. Instantly, you'll drink it. You won't ask him, what's this? Where's it made from? What's it, what its contents? Is it expired? You'll instantly take it. You know why? Because you trust the doctor. You'll drink it because you trust the doctor. The question is, when God asks you to do something, do you trust Him enough that that decision of obedience will be better for you? That that act of obedience is better for you? As I close, just a few practical tips. How do we obey God? You know, this is the perfect time that we talk about it. It's uh, almost a Christmas rush. You guys are busy. But next week, I'm sure, it's all family time. You guys are probably going to the provinces or abroad. And it's the perfect time, I tell you, the perfect time to re-establish your relationship with God. First, read your Bible. Learn who God is. You know, this is what I learned in my walk with God for more than a decade. Friends, church, this is what I realized. That it's easier to trust someone you know. If you don't know God, it's hard to trust Him. But once you learn that God is Sovereign. Once you learn that God is your provider, once you learn that what you're feeling right now, if you're sick, God is your healer. Once you learn that God is not only a God, but He's also a Father who calls you son and daughter. Once you learn your position in Christ, you can now run to Him and ask for anything. This is the God that we serve. So, read your Bible. Learn who God is. Second, ask. Seek. The hardest questions, ask Him. Lord, why am I here? What's my purpose in life? Lord, bakit di prosper in business ko? Lord, why is my practice like this? My studies are like this. I've been putting hours. Lord, why? Ask Him the hardest questions. And you will learn that God will walk you through it. Ask Him why hindi na pwede mag-unlimited sa globe or sa smart. Na meron nagka-cut-off sa gabi. Pagka nag-over ka. Ask Him anything. Ask Him anything. Because that's a relationship between you and God. It's as if you're talking to someone in the flesh. Third, believe He will answer. Claim it. Lord, I know that You will answer my prayers. 
I know God that you will speak to me in my in where I am right now, in my studies, in my relationship, in anywhere you are, God will speak to you. The question is, are you hearing him? Sometimes we're hearing a lot of things. We're we're preoccupied with so many messages. Sometimes we just need to be quiet and try to hear the voice of God. And lastly, when we trust when he answers, trust him. When he answers, no matter how illogical it is for you, know that it's God's wisdom and you can trust him. As soon as he answers and you trust him, obey. This is where rubber meets the road. Last question, last story before I, we close. Uh, I suffered a uh, it, it's called the mallet finger. Do we have doctors here? It's called the mallet finger. So ju- half of my time in uh, School of Church Leadership with Pastor Joash, I was uh, with a splint. It was hard, hard to function. Pag, pag bulsa mo, sasabit, patulog ka, naka-splint, maligo uh, ka, kailangan naka-plastic. This was my life for two and a half uh, months. Naka-splint. You know how I got it? So I was dunking the ball, and there was this classmate of ours, si Bodhi Cruz, 6-1, anak ni Tirso Cruz. I was dunking the ball, and then another guy, so I had to go under. And when I went around, sumabit po yung naliri ko. But dahil Christian ako, sabihin ko sa inyo yung totoo. So ito po yung reason. I was tucking my shirt in. <laughs> so pag ganyan ko, Paglabas ko po nung kamay ko, nakaganoon na siya. Kaganyan, to- total bend, tas ito straight. Gets niya ba? The, so they call it a mallet finger. Usually though, it happens in extreme sports, in basketball. But it happened in my tucking the shirt in. So, I know it's not something that I'm proud of, but it happened. Okay. And thank God for friends from Victor Greenhills. One of our doctors, Doc Ryan, who's a Ortho, orthopedic. Yeah. See, Doc Ryan. So I go, Doc, I, I'm not sure if my finger broke, but I don't feel anything. It's numb. But I can't put it straight. So I'm weird. Paglabas ko. <laughs> Actually, hindi pa siya ganun ka straight. Sabi niya, bro, I'll take an x-ray just to be sure. So go to Medical City. Sakto, I'm here. Sabi niya. Sakto, I'm here. So, antika sa ulo ko. Sinundo ko pa si Pam. Takot ako may injectionan eh. So, sinundo ko para may kahawak ako sa kamay. So, sinundo ko si Pam. When we got to the hospital, there was a girl, I still remember, from uh, an exclusive, uh, from a well-known school in Katipunan. And I think she was a, uh, what do you call that? Ballerina? Cheerleader. <laughs> she was a cheerleader. And I never got her name or anything. But she went in alone. She's mozo ko eh, so alam ko yung nangyari. Sabi niya, she went in alone, drove herself. She had a huge uh, buccal in her forehead. I don't know what buccal in English is. Bum, yeah, bump. She had a huge bump and bruise on her. As in huge. Para siyang buccal na tinubuan na ulo. Ganon kalaki. Turns out, when, she, when they threw her, as in, pang! As in, okay, to bawal, nasakta na nga eh. <laughs> Etawanan. So, okay. 
I was with Pam. And for some reason, sabi, and I have to confess this, I didn't tell this kanina. The Holy Spirit was telling me to pray for her. I'm not sure if God allowed my tendon to be broken. Hindi naman, I'm sure hindi. It was because of my clumsiness. But God was telling me to pray for her. Pray for her! Pray for her! Hey Lord, nandito ako eh. Ako nga yung may sakit eh. Ba't ako yung magpe-pray? I was battling with God. And going back to Joseph, he never said anything. Lord, but ako? No, no. And I was battling with God. But with a small thing, it really didn't matter. I was just gonna, can I pray for you? Naunahan pa po ako ng hiya. Naunahan pa po ako ng selfishness. Ang inisip ko, sarili ko. Lord, bali po yung daliri ko. Ako ang pagpe-pray ko. Lord, heal me. Hindi ko siya pinag-pray. And up to now, I really feel bad about it. Really. And this morning, I know you guys are familiar with the Bless the City project. We distributed several bags to our mall security this morning. I was with um, Val and Mitch, Pastor Alan. Pastor Alan was sharing the word. He was sharing about God's goodness. Sa Roma. Sa Roma. Ang pagbamahal ng Panginoon. So Pastor Alan was sharing the good news, was praying for them. And for some reason, again, God told me to pray for the guards. Even though nagpe-pray na si Pastor Alan. And you know ko ano yung lumabas sa prayer ko. And I knew God wanted me to do it. And I allowed it. And I obeyed. Sabi ko, ito yung prayer ko. I'm not sure, Val, if you remember. Sabi ko, Lord, salamat sa mga guards sa buhay nila. Alam ko, kailangan nila magpatawad. Dun sa mga mall goers na sinusungitan sila. No, bro. Doon sa mga mall goers na nagagalit pag chinecheck nila yung bag. This was the prayer that I gave. I don't know what what's the effect to them, but I obeyed anyway. It's a small thing. It's a good practice. When God asks you to do something, just do it. Doesn't matter. You don't need to know kung anong effect. Yes, the second batch, sabi ni Pastor Alan, bro, I think okay yung prayer. Tingnan mo, naiiyak. Tapos ay, oo oh, nga, no? Tapos we realized, <laughs> night shift pala, antok na. Kaya, <laughs> kaya mukhang, <laughs> so long mo eh. So, anyway, all I'm saying is, obedience happens when we trust the one who's giving the command. Amen? But before we end, and before I pray, if you want a simpler reminder of God's obedience, if you don't have time to write this down and do it step by step, I want to share with you a perfect picture of obedience. This is the perfect picture of obedience. It was actually the son obeying the father to do the will. It was actually fulfilling the mission. It was the perfect and most relevant act of obedience a son could do. Not only for his father, but actually for you. It was the ultimate act of obedience, dying on the cross for us. So, if you're going through something right now and it's hard to obey, God has done it for you. Jesus has done it for us. And really, every time I have a hard time deciding and saying, Lord, use me, All I have to do is 
go back to the cross and remind myself, Lord, you've done it for me. Whatever I'll do for you is nothing compared to this. Dying for me, for the sins that I have done, is nothing compared to the act of obedience I will do. You know what, church? God's great love and act of obedience has impacted your life. It has impacted mine. And the things that we do on a daily basis will impact the lives of the people around you. So the question is, are you part of that story that glorifies God or the other side of it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you God that not only that you give us a picture of perfect obedience, Lord. Lord, just like what we prayed a while ago, you're speaking in and through each and every one of your church this evening that the perfect act of obedience, they can share this this Christmas season. Lord, I know for a fact that some of the people here in this room You've been talking to them, clearly. You've been asking them to obey. But sometimes, as humans we are, we shut our ears, try to run away, try to, try to neglect what you're saying. But right now, I declare, and I challenge them right now, in the name of Jesus, give them the courage to obey. Father, thank you that we can go back to the Bible as a reference of our obedience. Thank you, Lord God, that as you speak your word, it's going to pierce them right now. It's going to move them, Lord, to obey your commands. Lord, thank you that what you are asking for them in Romans 12, chapter 2 says, Your will is always good, pleasing, and perfect. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to stand in faith, Lord God, that we can live not by sight, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we can have an obedient heart tonight. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcast.